0: Sometimes you just need to get away. And for the Aglewall family, it was well overdue. They wanted to know exactly what they were getting. Like knowing their kids stay and eat a delicious breakfast for free. (laughs) Yes. And no need to lug heavy bags. With free parking at over 500 hotels. Enjoy the same feeling whatever the trip. Premier Inn. Rest easy. Only available to book at premierinn.com. T's and C's apply. Up to two kids stay and eat breakfast free with a full-paying adult tip of the tongue, the teeth and the lips. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Moore and Connolly Football Show. So glad you could join us once again after what has probably been the biggest gap in podcast history my name is tom moore your humble host of the mcfs in a new location here at gridiron and joining me once again to my delight it's ollie connolly ollie how you doing i'm doing great we're back how long has it been my friend
1: well let's see so when we last did it and we were doing it consistently is that four or five years can it be that long ago well, I think it was when my first,
0: my, my eldest arrived. So it's probably around four years. But before then, for people that aren't familiar with the More and Connolly football show, and we're going to give you a bit of a backstory in just a moment. We were doing a show together, Ollie, weren't we? For about eight years, I want to say. Yeah,
1: which stunned me when I went back and dug through the archives. I was like, there's no way it was that long ago. Yeah, I was. I must have been 19 or 20, just, just a young fellow. And I always remember you saying that during that period of
0: time, I got married. And had kids. <laughs> no, met my wife, got married and had kids. Yes. So we literally grew up together, man. And I had stayed a lowly sports writer. <laughs> no longer, Ollie. No longer. Because the Moore and Connolly football show now in... This is the pilot episode, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. So there'll be less production values in this one and more as we go forward. But Ollie, we now have the might behind us of a media empire. Tell us where the Moore and Connolly show is coming from to everybody now.
1: Yes, we're now on the Gridiron Podcast Network. And I should say, and I will do for people listening to this normally who are waiting for the Gridiron show for Will, Cy Clancy, myself... What well, we're going to be rolling out a gridiron across the seasons. This will act as a buffet menu moving forward, where there's going to be five shows a week of different styles that kind of undulate and carry you through the week. Whether you you're into more of the mirth, which is kind of what me and Tom will be doing here on a Friday. Whether you're into more of the X's and O's analysis, which you will get on a Wednesday. And there's a, another couple of shows that I can't quite announce till next week. I will do a full three minute walk through probably next week outlining <laughs> the shows and what you're going to get, but you you're still going to get si and Will and we'll be doing that show on a Monday. But on Fridays, it will be the return of the esteemed Moran Conley football show. I'm I am so 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 excited to be back.
0: Totally pumped, mate. If this is the buffet that Gridiron's putting out and we're at the end of the week, then what does that make us? Does that make us the naughty little goo dessert which you really shouldn't have, but you just can't help yourself.
1: Probably more of some kind of flan. You know, this is <laughs> at the end. Flood? you mean flan a flat. we're the thing that the aunt bought that but we were going to a restaurant and we're like why did the aunt bring an extra dessert for to the, the restaurant yes to the restaurant for the birthday everyone's got an ad like that so ladies and gentlemen
0: what we're going to do on the Moran Conley show and what we'll be doing moving forward just so you are in on the game this is about a little bit more than just football it's about ollie and i having a laugh as well ollie works too hard Guys, he works too hard, so he needs an outlet at the end of the week just to have a bit of a laugh. But don't worry, there will be NFL content in here, but we will have news. And that's funny news from around the world. It's got nothing to do with football. We will then get into a little bit of news around football, the big news story of the week. And then each week we'll then start hitting into some features and we're going to have some numpty of the week, legends of the week. We're going to have features and
1: games. Ollie, we want to hit game shows this year, don't we? Yeah, this season, and I think we will break down the Moran Conley Football Show episodically, almost like a season of television throughout the season. But what they used to do in America, didn't they do like twenty three episodes a season? It wasn't it was like, friend, like Friends was like, episodes. Yeah. Friends was like twenty four, and they go, they they look so uh,
0: terribly upon us in England because our our sitcoms had like six episodes six, in a season, six oh. seasons, of two seasons of six episodes done. Exactly, but you know what? It's about quality, Ollie. It's not about um quantity so it's good that we've gone
1: for the american option <laughs> oh <laughs> shit <laughs> we so, haven't thought this through with the game shows yeah we're going to work our way through i think we just pull up the top 50 game shows of all time A list i've already sent you that's as much homework as i did and we will slowly work our way through nfl themed game shows i love it so we're gonna hit game shows i've got a bit
0: of a game we're gonna play today sinner nonsense and i'll explain that a little bit later you can play along at home while you're listening but we're also gonna I'm going to go out on a limb on a few opinions around the NFL and Ollie can then try and justify them, even if they're absolutely terrible. And what's most important, Ollie, what's always been the most important element of the Moore and Conley football show, MCFS, are the questions and the listener interaction. So if you want to ask us a question, if you have a suggestion for a game show you want us to put an NFL slant on, if you've got something you want us to talk about, football related or not, mcfsquestions at gmail.com that's mcfsquestions at gmail.com it's up there it's ready to go at the moment it's completely bare so we need you to fill fill the cupboard fill the cupboard with the questions ollie Let's get to the news straight away off the bat. Here we go. So the news. And before we talk one big news story in the NFL this week, Ollie, I'm going to hit you with some alternative news. And we used to do this on the Moran and Connolly football show all the time because there is so much content out there. It is unbelievable. And Ollie, when I sought out content for news this week, it was almost as if the universe knew we were coming back because they gave me some gold, my friend. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. First news story from this week. Here we go. Chess robot breaks seven-year-old boy's finger during Moscow Open. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently a robot broke a seven-year-old boy's finger during a chess match in the Moscow Open last week. Now, I'm not sure why... He's playing a robot, but let's leave that for the time being. Okay, so apparently a video shared on social media shows the robot taking one of the boy's pieces (laughs) and then his finger. No, the boy then makes his own move, and the robot grabs his finger. Four adults rush to help the boy, who is eventually freed and ushered away, and he finished the tournament in a cast. Now, Ollie, is this some kind of Simpsons Professor Frink robot arm chest device that's happening? And also... Is this a conscious arm? Because he seems to have taken umbrage of the fact that the boy has taken said moves. So this was just the mechanical arm. This was not
1: a full robot. Oh, you know, I don't know. I, I was envision- envisioning, envisioning a full-scale Russian man as a robot playing chess with the kid.
0: Like a Russian version
1: of the Terminator. Yes, that is what I had in my mind. And I do not believe this to be some kind of malfunction where they mistook the the finger for a piece because it looks like the same, had no height as the, the tower. What's the tower one called? The ta- Great. Wow. You're an inspiring man, Ollie. The tower one. Go on. Whatever, what, the the castle? On. The castle. I think it knew full well what it was doing. It was probably losing. And these things are becoming sentient. We should all be terrified. And it decided, bleep this. What I can do is snap this little kid's finger off and then I will be the champion. You know what, that's interesting, because I did envision it as the Professor Frink from The Simpsons, just
0: single arm diving in and snapping an arm on a plinth. Um, Like the thing that does the arcade game. Almost. Yeah, yeah. almost. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Um, And apparently Mr. Lazarev, who is in charge of the competition, said the machine had, I'll do it in a Russian voice, he had previously played many matches without incident. So if it was some kind of legitimate threat, that's a veiled comment, as if... No, he would have never done such a thing in, in full knowledge of what he was doing.
1: It is interesting. He refers to him as him. Oh, so he's yeah. giving him his own sentience as opposed to it.
0: Scary, scary, scary days, Holly. Let's move on to my next news story. I'll give you two more and I'll save the rest for next week. And you can get an idea, new listeners of the More and Connolly football show, the kind of things we get to. So the next news story came during the kind of height of the heat wave we've had recently. And it says this. If heat waves hit 42 degrees centigrade, bees may ejaculate themselves to death. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, I will continue to read the article to give you the context here. One more thing to worry about in the heat wave we're facing is the gruesome death of honeybees who have been found to suffer a difficult fate when it gets too hot. So researchers have revealed God knows why they're researching this. They can literally ejaculate themselves to death in extreme heat. When male worker bees, and please, MCFS questions, hit us up at gmail.com if you are a researcher around honeybees and you can either confirm or refute this claim. When a male worker bee is subjected to very high temperatures, their bodies begin to convulse, which forces them to ejaculate their abdomen-sized penis equivalent out of their body and die from the shock. So they're exploding inside out, essentially, ejaculate. I, I imagine this abdomen area contains the penis, but it sounds almost as if the whole body is just being turned inside <laughs> out. So they, it's as if this news reporter has picked up on just, well, the penis is in there somewhere. They could have said stomach. Yeah. They, they, their stomach's exploded to death or their intestines. But no, they chose the penis because that was obviously clickbait. <laughs> that was the thing they wanted to say. Now, I'll give you one more story, Ollie, uh, and then we'll move on. And this is this is a little bit less funny and a bit more kind of spooky. And what is the actual reality in the world? So this is the news story. Frozen excrement, in inverted commas, dropped from plane, crashes through house roof. Now. This happened in Canada and a lady has claimed a frozen lump of excrement has come from a plane passing overhead and ripped through the roof of her house. So a huge hole was put in her ceiling. It was less than 15 feet away from where she was sleeping. She's kind of scary. Um, but essentially, she talked to a roofer and her roofer said that this is most likely to have been blue ice because there was a blue hue to it, which is a term for frozen excrement that can accidentally leak away from planes mid-flight. Um, named for the color of the disinfectant that's used by the sewage, and blue ice has been known to hit homes and melt on impact, leaving little evidence behind. Now, Canadian aviation regulations forbid creating a hazard by dropping waste mid-flight," uh, said Transport Canada spokeswoman, whose name is not quoted. Now, my question here, Ollie, is: yep. I've always wondered whether they just dump it in the middle of a flight. Ha- literally, well, they, the they word do, "dump" is they good. Dump so. it in the ocean, don't, do they not? So this this is the question. I want someone to get to the bottom of this for us. And the MCFS listeners were always a fantastic source of information. So again, mcfsquestions at gmail.com. Ollie, it, I so you're saying they do open the hatch, so to speak, when they're over the ocean, but not when they're over land.
1: I, that's why I've always assumed that does seem like someone accidentally pressed a button that was not supposed to be pressed, which I assume is how all planes work, Is you can just press a button and things go wrong. Uh, that also does sound like... An unbelievable lie from someone. When you get to the thing that the guy was saying, which sounds like complete bullshit, where he's like, it is frozen, but then it immediately becomes unfrozen on impact. Well, that's just a turd in someone's house. I don't know. (laughs) How would you know? Well, yeah. If do a... is, is, they fr- do they freeze to store in the plane in the craft so that when they get to a depot, they can take out a giant block or whatever and just dis- get you know get rid of this. It stuff. seems to me they would have they would want to dispose of it during
0: the flight because it's not extra weight, is it? Because the shit was already on the flight before it left the person's <laughs> yeah. bowels. Yeah. But this is the mystery, you see. But if you had a mechanism whereby you could drop something over the ocean by choice and not over land, that seems like. An awfully risky strategy, and it could go wrong, and therefore there would be quite a lot of blue ice
1: incidents. Yeah, going on. I, I imagine that it would fly at a fair old speed. So there's only very not specific, but there's particular points when you couldn't anyway for fear of hitting something in the ocean, be it some kind of ocean liner. That thing will be really flying. I'm guessing that that fell through the sky, and does it freeze in the sky? So it leaves it must do whole. But then, how would one singular what is the mechanism that they leave the shoe open, and then what? It would have to be a mass of human fecal matter. There's not turd by turd basis that they're <laughs> releasing the shoe. They don't
0: scan the turd to judge whether it's acceptable to drop it or not, based on its side and potential nut content. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Thoughts on a postcard or via the email. And I've also got this, this image of a woman just rolling over in her sleep and suddenly opening her eyes and seeing a big hole in the roof and her eyes drifting to the pillow next to her and seeing an enormous frozen turd. Anyway, if that's ever happened to you, let us know. Ollie, that is the news for this week. To go on to one big news item, which we will promise every week on the More & Connolly Football Show, based on the NFL... And the news item, the one big story we want to get to you this week, Ollie, is Kyler Murray's new contract. So much going on in this story, Ollie. Why don't you try and break it
1: down for us? Well, where do we begin? Do we begin just with the size and scope of the thing? Do we, do we talk about where it is in the market? Do we get to the thing that everyone wants to talk about, which is the, the mm-hmm. delightful language in the contract? Is there a part of it you would like to begin with?
0: Well, I'll tell you what, let's get to the language later. Let's start off with the size of it and whether you think... It is a reasonable deal for what Kyler Murray has put out on the field so far.
1: Yeah, I think the thing for them is they just completely evaporated their own leverage. One, in terms of just where the market's at. Two, they, you know, they drafted him straight after Josh Rose, and It's clear they're tethered to him for the long term, whether they, they, they want him or not. For lack of a better phrase, is all the issue about second half of the season drop-off with him and Cliff Kingsbury. But he is tied at the hip to that coach, to that GM. Um, the whole structure of the franchise, both the offense, the personnel they have, the defense, the style of defense runs, is tied explicitly to how Kyler Murray plays. This is not a guy you could just say, let's pull him out, we'll plug someone else in, That the whole system will still work. It's built specifically to his specifications. So he had all the leverage in the world. And even for them, though it is a giant deal, and there is going to be a breakpoint here at some point with these superstar quarterbacks, wherever you kind of put Kyler in the pecking order, of how much... Of a percentage of your cap can you allocate to one of these guys before it just hits the break point and it's going to be too much and the rest of the roster suffers i don't think we're quite there with him yet or or with any of these guys particularly but that that point will come and when you look at the deal it's really only three years it's not quite the deshaun deal where it's the fully guaranteed 220 million dollars this one is really only three years and then they can get out so if you're going to pay for a top 10 quarterback and you lock him in for three years you know the next deal We'll make this one look tiny. That's just the way these things go. Mm. And what does this mean for other quarterbacks out there, Ollie, in terms of deals that they might get? Because
0: you, you, particularly you look at Lamar Jackson because of the type of quarterback that Kyler Murray is. I mean, they're not identical, but you know that more mobile type of quarterback. What does that mean
1: for Lamar? Well, Lamar's the next man up. Um, we'll wait and see. I mean, he the difference here is Lamar is representing himself and Kyler Murray has an agent which is an interesting ring. Why is Lamar representing himself? Uh, Because Lamar Jackson's whole negotiation should be to go in and point at the Deshaun Watson contract and say, uh, put an extra dollar on that, please. I would like a fully guaranteed, yeah, breaking deal. He's a league MVP. He's one of the only players in the league who is a system unto himself. And when healthy, that system just clubs everyone over the head. Um, Obviously there's been some postseason issues there, but... uh, I don't think anyone should have any doubts about what Lamar Jackson can be, at least for the next two, three years. And maybe his game will have to evolve or some of the athleticism gets sapped. But to me, that I mean, I think they should he should have an agent, personally. But <laughs> <laughs> really for him, it has come down to give me that Watson contract, which just scuppered everyone. It's interesting that the Cardinals didn't fall into that trap themselves, that you know, that, that would become the norm where you just fully guarantee the quarterback's contract. They still were able to get to no, we'll do the three years guaranteed. Two years unguaranteed. If I'm Lamar Jackson, particularly with that skill set, where the risk of injury would be higher, is you know I want the fully guaranteed, even if it is four years and not five years. Give me the the fully guaranteed contract. Yeah, totally, mate.
0: Let's let's go back to Kyler Murray now, though, and I know a lot of people have been talking about it, and you can hear it everywhere in the football ecosystem at the moment across the world. But this language that got slotted into the contract that came out about four hours. Of independent study. Now, first of all, what the hell does that mean, Ollie? <laughs> and second of all, why? Because I've never heard of that being in a contract before. What does this tell us about Kyla Murray?
1: Well, I don't know what it exactly tells us about it. as you know, since that broke he spoke this afternoon, he said it was I forget the exact expression, but it was a joke that it was even out there and the a joke that people were talking about it. Well, one, you know, your employer asked to have it put in there but mm-hmm. agents negotiated the contract and allowed it to stay in there um, then you signed it presumably having read that it was in there that what is just as interesting to me is someone leaked this and i don't understand why you would leak it we never ever see only thing that gets leaked with nfl contracts typically is the size and scale of the thing and how much is guaranteed right because the agent wants to promote the contract they negotiated or the team leaks that mm-hmm. say look what a good deal is we got Why would someone leak this? Who is this for? You just have signed someone to almost a quarter of a billion dollars, tethered all your future to him as the GM, as the owner of the franchise, as the coach, and you immediately undercut his national status and credibility by basically saying you don't think he works hard enough and you're worried about him not working hard enough in the future once you pay him and his game will require at some point him not getting by on pure athleticism. It's like you 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 buy like a
0: really expensive brand new car, and then you go, yeah, but I didn't get them to load sat nav in it, um, so I'm, I'm not sure I'll drive it that much. <laughs> <laughs> kind of that would I mean, a bit of a remonstration, but yeah, it, it it seems crazy to me, Ollie. But are contracts not public
1: fodder? Do, do are there only elements of them that are released then? Yeah, only only what people want to be out there. Um, I mean, the, the cap sheet. Will be made publicly available you can get that but you don't often get the particular terms right of what would be specific break clauses which might be tied for some place to specific failings of certain drug tests or, or things of that mm. nature or a guy saying that his family has to travel with him post game on the flight all these things that get worked into contract you you very 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 rarely get the specifics of the clauses because they're in there for a certain reason and often the one of the parties does not want it revealed why it's in there. So I, I know it's, I, the thing with that is one, you know, they, they can check this. And to me, it's interesting because they, they now have the, obviously the service tablets that they all have and the, the team controls them, loads them, can monitor, what's mm-hmm. going on with them so you can now these days you know it's like they need a camera in his house they can monitor on that what he's doing but what's fascinating about the language it was can he do that whilst he's not doing something else so you know it explicitly mentioned video games watching tv and that kind of thing which means to me and i could be wrong here but that says to me that he's been caught before yeah, I either and it must be in the team facility or someone's grasped him up. Where he said he was watching film. They've seen him watching film, but he was also playing on his Xbox. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, it, it seems strange to me that someone would get that far in a professional sport and not have those, particularly in American, particularly in football, when it comes to the need to study tape. It's like a, it's like a a component part that you would expect any player to. Be familiar with, particularly in this day and age, and accept almost as as much as going to the weight room or going out onto the practice field. And so it seems strange to me that somebody who's got that far would have such bad work habits, Ollie.
1: Well, yeah, and maybe, you know, maybe he does not. I mean, you would surmise it because they put it in the deal. But like you said, he got there. I mean, there was a fascinating New York Times profile of him, I think last season, where he, I don't know if you've seen this quote, where he alludes to the fact that he can see things that happen before they happen. So he doesn't actually have to work that hard because he has this m- mystical quality where he see things move before they really move. It was a very, very unusual quote, but makes all sense in the world <laughs> now that we found out he doesn't care so much about watching tape. The other element of it that's interesting is four hours is tiny. Mm. and It's a week per game week. I was it's thinking not, about a day. Yeah, for an independent study. So he's got to do, you know, his film study with the coaches and what have you and with his position group. But then when he goes away, you know, Typically, a professional quarterback is doing probably about 30 hours would be the expected requirement away from the facility. You, you've heard stories of you know, Brady being at Foxborough at 4 in the morning. Peyton Manning built a room between his bedroom and bathroom so that he could do it from home, and he would do that at 3 4 in the morning. Every time he got up to pee, he would like run through third down tape in the middle of the night. Oh, like, my God. It, to play at that level... The great ones, particularly in the modern game now where defenses are really multiple, where people are moving a ton. You cannot, Brett Favre, just vibes your way through the league at this point. It is far, far too complex. And, you know, it doesn't lie. Go through the greatest of the last 10 years, even if it's down to the level of Luck, Rivers, those kind of guys. They Mm. are complete competition-aholic, freakazoid obsessive to the point of when you hear them talk about anything else, they sound like weirdos, right? Tom Brady's a bit weird because he spends his entire day watching tape. I always felt
0: the same way about Kevin Peterson. Kevin Peterson's not able to talk about anything other than cricket. If he talks about it or if you put in a situation, remember him being on like Graham Norton and stuff like that, you put him in a situation in where you've got to actually just have a normal social interaction. Incapable absolutely incapable 30 seconds ollie on what you think of the cardinals prospects this season really quick
1: yeah i'm not really high on it i don't love what they did with the offseason I've, I've talked about this ad nauseum i just think that they they basically run everything back outside of the hollywood brown trade which i don't like and then they lose deandre hopkins to the start of the season with his suspension and they just they, they weren't good enough last season down the second half of the season and they just kind of decided to roll most of it back Exactly right. We'll see what happens with Kyler Murray, and we'll stay close to that, Ollie. And that's our big
0: news story this week. So now we can get into some more fun stuff as we go through. Ollie, are you ready for this? Very excited. And this is what this show is all about, guys. It's about Ollie being able to de-stress at the end of the week and chill out. And I want you to send some messages of love out to Ollie Conley on Twitter at Ollie Conley because he works hard, damn it, and he deserves respect anyway. Right, Ollie, I'm going to start with. Uh, what will hopefully become a kind of standard piece within our agenda, which is numpty of the week or legend of the week. And I'm, I'm not quite sure which direction I want to go with this. And the topic this week, Ollie, the subject matter is Aaron Rodgers showing up to training camp dressed as some kind of Nicholas Cage con air figure. And of course, being a Packers fan. Yeah. I'll admit it. I'm a Packers fan. It, it's out there on the social media and they make a big deal of it. And then people are copying it on NFL network and everyone's chatting about it. Ollie, are we numpty or legend?
1: You know, I I was so critical of Mr. Rogers last season. Rightly so, I feel like. Um, Mm -hmm. I I was all the way back in. I was all the way back in. You know what I took from that image, too, is not that, oh, what a great sense of humor that Aaron Rodgers has. Is I was like, the guy looks jacked. He did not used to look like that. No, he didn't. He did look big. He looked massive. And I I know now he's doing all this Zen yoga and he gets oil shot into places that I would not like to have oil shot. And that's his- I beg your pardon? (laughs) He's doing what now? That's what he likes you, Bucky. I mean, the guy's clearly been lifting. He he looks like a linebacker.
0: I imagine he's got like about like 0% body fat. He probably (laughs) doesn't. That's probably nonsense. You know, the really athletic guy's got 0% body fat. But instead of body fat, that stuff that looks like body fat is some kind of, you know, oil. Of some kind that's been derived from a plant on a meadow in the middle of somalia do you know what i mean
1: yes yes manicured only by the the finest tibetan monks so you're going for legend rather than number two going with for legend on that one yeah do you, were you not impressed
0: well i tell you what i'll go on the side of legend this week for rogers right let's move on ollie Let's play some games. Now, usually what we're going to do is we're going to get some game shows out, which is what we said to you. We're going to go through the top 50 game shows. We're going to try and play them with an NFL slant on them. So they're not just going to be the game shows themselves. They will be NFL um, coined and LFL related. But just to fill the gap, Ollie, I've come up with a little bit of a game. We could play this in the season as well, but I want to play it now. And it's great because the listeners can play along with it. Are you ready for this first game of the season? Very ready. So this is a pilot episode, so we've not got any of the production values in terms of jingles and theme tunes and stuff like that, but we will add those as the season go along. But this game is called Cine Nonsense, which is a portmanteau of synonym and nonsense. And the point of this game, Oliver, is I am going to come up with a new way of describing a certain football term. And I'll give you an example. And what I want the listeners at home to do is try
1: and guess what term i am referring to so i'll give you an example so these are so these already exist in the football universe or the fabric of football yes you have have, for reasons that remain unclear have decided to find new ways to describe them and we must guess what they are
0: yes indeed and some of them are a little bit more nebulous than others but
1: it's supposed to be a little bit of fun
0: so for example Mm -hmm. the first one ollie is talky change
1: talky change
0: talky change i'll give you i'll give you what that is so you can get the idea that is an audible it's a talky change talky, oh my god it's a talky change,
1: this is gonna, talky change. it's gonna change it's not gonna be good for me i don't think i have these kind of lateral thinking skills
0: okay don't worry but this is why the listeners at home can play here we go uh next one you ready for this
1: yes temporal faux pas a temporal faux pas so it's yes. some kind of penalty Ooh. you've committed a faux pas it's temporal it's temporal. Good. Now, temporal. I'm now immediately thinking of tempura and I would like sushi, but Has I still got
0: nothing think to that? do with no, seafood. Is
1: temporal is that that's a head situation. Time. It... time, time, time. time. Oh, this is a delay of game. It
0: is correct, Oliver. Oh, he's got one. Brilliant. I wonder if the people at home listening, all four of them, managed to get to an answer before that, uh, before Oli did. Right. I'll give you some more. This mm-hmm. is my favorite one, uh, Ollie. Which is? Um, I, I want to say for the
1: listeners, Tom is currently rifling through about sixty 15,
0: pages of notes. No, right? There's like fifteen pages here. Okay, because so I downloaded this glossary <laughs> and then I started working through what? all the. Yeah, and Ollie's got his head, in his hands. So he thought, "Why have I started this again with this guy?" And now, uh, now he's not going to leave me alone as well. You can't back out of it now, Ollie. <laughs> You've opened. You can't. You can't put it back in a box, mate. <laughs> you can't put it back in the box. It's out now. So this is a great one. This is my favorite. Okay. Yeah.
1: Unnecessary shithousery. Unnecessary shithousery. Unnecessary shithousery. This is so, a bit more lateral. You've done some, well, yeah, because unnecessary is, is, a, is the, I was going to say, is it unnecessary important? Um, yes, obviously it's in there. So
0: that's my opinion of this. It's unne- what is happening is unnecessary and it's, it's unnecessary ultimate shithousery is basically what it is.
1: Unnecessary ultimate shithousery.
0: And I don't know whether, if there are any Americans listening and you don't know what shithousery means, I suppose, how would we translate that? Um, it's a difficult one to translate
1: into American, isn't it? Yes, the, you know, that has no crossover.
0: Shithousery, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If you're in America, you're just going to have to learn it. Do you want me to tell you, Oliver?
1: Um, unnecessary. S- either a, some kind of a legal contact. No, but that, a uh, good lateral thinking. <laughs> I like that. That might be better. Uh, no, I don't believe it,
0: it is. <laughs> Okay, unnecessary shithousery is icing the kicker, oh, and I would like next time next time it happens for al Michaels to instead instead of say icing the kicker and they go there's some unnecessary shithousery going along there
1: <laughs> and we go to a commercial break how oh, can i can I argue this back and forth because i i don't believe icing the kicker is unnecessary shit. I want to see some statistics on how often it actually it Works. is, it is most certainly shit but I, I, I think it should be applauded, shit I enjoy it Why? very. Why? Because I enjoy it very much. But does it
0: actually work?
1: Yes. You think it does? I think it depends on the the person you're committing the shit out. Like with anything, Tom, you know, Neymar getting under your skin with all of his uh, antics. Oh, that guy. And for some players' skin has, a, you know, a real impact on their game and doesn't get under others. I think for some kickers, it's a problem. For some, it's not. Okay, fair enough. Well, uh, I think we, that is ultimate shithousery. It is ultimate
0: shithousery. We'll give you one last one. Play along at home. Can you get this? What term is this? Okay. Terminal balls up. And I did have it as terminal F up, but I decided I wouldn't include that for the sake of the explicit rating on the podcast. Terminal balls up.
1: Terminal balls up. Terminal is a forever situation. Balls Indeed. is a balls up. Is a balls up. You have made a mistake. You have indeed, Ollie. What is the terminal balls up? Terminal balls up would be a false start.
0: No, good thinking. I'll give you one more chance and I'll give you a clue for the terminal balls up. So terminal balls up can happen multiple times um, in a game. It can't just happen once, which I suppose means the terminal doesn't really make sense. But hey, stick with it. (laughs) Okay, terminal balls up, but it has something to do with the number four.
1: Something with the number
0: and not Brett Favre and interceptions.
1: It's a, so. Is it the fourth down? Uh-huh. As you've ended the drive. Oh. Uh-huh. So it's a terminal <laughs> balls up. Yeah. What can happen on third, fourth down? It's a turnover on
0: downs. It is a turnover on downs. Well done, Ollie Connolly. You nailed it. You three.
1: That's not so bad.
0: You did really well, to be honest. Uh, And then I'll be going through this this dictionary of the amount of pages in my hand again later on in the season. So I hope you enjoyed that, ladies and gentlemen. We've got one more item, Ollie, which is NFL related to kind of close out the show. And then we'll just share our reflections and have a little bit of a, a few minutes about really what we want to achieve this season on the Moore and Connolly Football Show and how you guys can, again, come along on the journey with us. And this is an article and an item, Ollie, I'm going to try and bring out every now and then. And you are completely unprepared for this. You yeah. have no, no idea what I'm going to say. And this item is called Tom's on a Limb. And basically, Ollie, we'll get a nice theme tune to that in some way. But I'm going to give you a bold football take from my brain, which, let's face it, is far less football savvy than yours. We all appreciate it. We all know that. I'll accept that. But then once I say it, Ollie, mm-hmm. you have to defend it utilizing all of your football knowledge. So you've got no idea what I'm going to say. So I could say Tom Brady is the worst quarterback in the history of the end. And you would have to defend that. Now it's a little bit like defending the indefensible, I suppose, if you're a fighting talk fan, but it, it will have a little bit of truth to it because I will possibly, Ollie, kind of believe it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I like it. If you are in on the take,
0: I am in. So I am in on this take. Okay. And I think this is probably something that came up several times when we used to be doing the old show, but my first Tom on a limb, I believe, Ollie, that Peyton Manning, in the fullness of time, let's say as we get to the year 2035,
1: will not be considered a top 10 quarterback of all time. Now... This is interesting. I originally was worried you were going to say he would be become considered the best, like kind of the no the goal of off quarterback play, and I was trying to prepare an answer that I couldn't get. So going the other way is helpful. I, yes, in the fullness of time, you know the record books will show um, the awful argument of rings, which I do not like, but that, hate it. That will be there, and he will have two, and the final etching on his epitaph will be that final season where he was just you know a, a corpse out there. Uh, And you know, statistically, he is going to just get swamped by everyone, right? That's going to happen. And when that was his entire thing, he was kind of the compiler of the league, right? It was that Brady did the winning, but this guy did the compiling. Look at the figures. Well, Drew Brees has gone past him, and Tom Brady's gone past him, and Justin Herbert will go past him, and Patrick Mahomes will go past him. And when you're looking for the most natural gifted throwers of all time, and you have Mahomes and these guys marina will be the one who is kind yep. of legendary in that and once we're 100 years removed it will be that was that guy who was considered really good and it will be kind of in that top 10 12 he'll be like the dan fouts of of that of you see i kind not because i want to play kind of devil's advocate with it as well when you say
0: he will be seen as a compiler, but he will be surpassed. But I think there will be a reflection historically where we go, yeah, but more games were added. The game changed slightly. You know, Roger Staubach didn't get the statistics that Peyton Manning did, but we all appreciate that there are different, you know, moments in time in football history. So almost, I think that that's not the basis of which I was making the comment. I was making the comment because Everybody always, well, at least um, in the last 20 years, would hold Peyton Manning up in this pantheon of quarterbacks in terms of top top three. They would think Brady, Manning, I don't know, um, then you'd say Montana, for example, right? But I don't think that he deserves to be right now, even now, up there. I think you've got the the talent that's coming through and then other people from history that, I think we're just as good as Peyton Manning. So I'm saying as well, you, I'm not even relying for that statement, Ollie, on a statistical surpassing. I'm just saying that it's a fact, you know? He, he changed the game. He was very intelligent and he was a wonderful, wonderful quarterback. But I just don't think, I think he will get forgotten. He <laughs> said that with such conviction. Right. right, not here, completely but...
1: forgotten. It's... But
0: you know what I'm saying?
1: I mean, am I allowed to argue back now? I think uh, am I still defending? Right, De- right, okay. Tell me what you truly believe, then. Oh, I truly believe that he is probably the most important quarterback of the last 50 years. You're an arse. Well, um, look, I, I think what will happen is it, it's very similar to kind of the evolution i think in basketball is the most obvious one now michael jordan will always be michael jordan and joe montana is the michael jordan figure of the nfl it will now be brady brady is so surpassed everyone that brady will be jordan so no matter if we're doing it in 100 years 200 years brady will be brady and i don't not sure anyone because of the story the narrative at all will ever get as close in terms of the, the accolades and then just the, the aura of brady but the people second down the list from jordan from that era right as people get bigger, faster, stronger, and you start building the perfect quarterback, Manning's inability to move, when for the next lifetime of all of football, the quarterbacks will move. Either it's move to throw like Rodgers and their tap dance artists like Mahomes, or their move to run guys, Lamar, Cam, so on. It will become a skill set debate. You know, Brady will be the one who is allowed to get away with not having the perfect skill set for any era, and Manning will not. Because winning with your brain is like okay, well they change the rules. The brain is taken out of it. It will be who has the best skill set. And you know Dominic Foxwork always has this funny line that if they if you drop Lamar Jackson in like 1960, they will be calling the award the Jackson, right? It wouldn't be the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, he would. It would be such an alien thing to them. Manning is doesn't have that time traveling quality back or forth. And as people, everything that is younger is cooler, and the young people decide the pantheon. And I do mm-hmm. think that where even five, six years ago when the you know, debate shows became big, you had to kind of ha- you had to have Montana in and you were almost forced to at least get one of Marino or someone in that Elway, one of those two in. That ain't going to happen in 10, 15 years. It will be Brady, maybe Montana. Montana will have the spot that Peyton would have been buying for. There you have it, Ollie. That's and you know,
0: we'll get better with those because I'm going to give you some really shitty ones, I think, as well as we go through the season that are completely impossible to defend. I hope that was to do that. That's a good them. one. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Ollie, that kind of brings us together for this, this pilot episode. It kind of brings us to the end of what we were going to talk about because this was about you and me trying to get our vibes back as well, wasn't it? Our vibes from history and try and rekindle that spark. Yeah, and can you ever rekindle a spark? People will let us know. The people will let us know. I feel like we've done a fairly decent job. It is strange when you don't talk to someone and or record a podcast for several years, and then you come back online, and it does feel like you're just putting on an old, comfortable pair of shoes, That's which nice. is really nice. But um, at the same time, I think we need
1: time to get into our stride. Don't you think? Yes, and the season will help us with that. Obviously,
0: it will. It will. So, if you are an old listener, then thanks for joining us again. If you're a new listener, then. We really appreciate you giving it a go. And if you're listening to this, that means you've made it to the end. So that's pretty good. And I'm happy that that's the case. It would be great if you could subscribe and, you know, to give us some rating on iTunes. But if you want to withhold your judgment until we get a few episodes into the season with a few more production values, then Ollie, I think that's understandable, isn't it?
1: I think so, yeah. The the most important thing for me is having a diverse selection of shows. Maybe Tom's Tom's humor and our game shows are not for you. Maybe you want Nerdy X's and O's. Analysis. Maybe you're bored of me bringing someone on to do an hour and twenty minutes on RPOs. I get that too. That's how I like to view the game. That's not how a lot of people like to view the game. We want to be a one-stop shop where whatever you want, you can come and get it here. The buffet menu of options, Tom, on the the Gridiron Show feed.
0: And what's interesting is you're involved in several of those buffet options. So you have to be a universal ingredient that kind of underpins everything. And according garlic. to the Just Eat, yeah, garlic, that's what I was going to say. According to the Just Eat adverts or whatever it is, or Uber Eats, it's garlic. And I tell you what, Ollie, garlic is a wonderful thing. I am a stink. You cannot get off you. Okay. Now to close the show... Just to recap, guys, you can find us on Twitter at Ollie Conley at the underscore Tommy underscore more. And remember, please hit us up with your questions, your thoughts. But I'll leave you with some thoughts that I hope as well via those contact messages, uh, contact methods that you could also add to if you're a father, a family man, or if you're getting to that age in your life where, you know, you're starting to feel that your maturity is growing and you're taking joy in some of the smaller things in life, Ollie, I'm going to read you a list of things that really excite me nowadays as I hit 36 with two kids married in a detached house in a suburb in Nottingham cleaning the carpets with a vacuum shampooer that was fantastic Um, when I got my first drill and put my first nail a screw into into a wall next emptying the lint and water overflow pipe in the washing machine knowing there'll not be a fire and the dirty water is all gone that's fantastic this is a good one Cleaning the beverage holders in your central console in your car and having them in a spotless condition. That <laughs> is living the dream. And finally, keeping your upper cheek cleaner facial hair without resorting to shaving. There's a, a lot of tweezer work. You tweeze your cheeks? Above the, the line of the beard, yes. Because if you shave, it just all comes in back to you. You've got to manicure in a selective way, Oliver. Have you frozen? Are you still there? (laughs) I am speechless. Please
1: give me some more of these kind of middle-aged delights. Michael, put it on the poll. Do you tweezer your cheeks or do you shave them? Yes or no?
0: But you wouldn't shave all the way up to your eyes. I don't have hair growing out of my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) said you shaved your eyes right if you if you take right let's let's just before we go the strap you, line of your beard from your yeah yeah yeah, yeah. diagonally down to your
1: mouth the color
0: almost mouth. from the bottom of the opening of your ear yeah diagonally down to where the mustache would meet yes. anything above that line yes. i would tweezer for to shave it is is just asking for trouble because then it <laughs> comes back stronger it comes back stronger okay so what i'm saying is when you get hair above there which you get when you get into middle age you tweezer it or, if you're really ambitious and bold and you're not embarrassed about being in that section of boots, you can get little facial
1: waxing strips. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you frozen again, Ollie? Are you still there? This,
1: this is... Uh, I cannot believe this revelation has been dropped on the pile episode. You, do you know what I'm getting at, though? Because if you get that nice, clear-cut line, not
0: too manufactured, like you see on some people, but that nice, clear-cut... Yeah. Cut, like, I that have is that a, a of, See? So got- what's, abo- what's above that line, Ollie? How do you get rid of the hair above there? Shave it. What, like- above? <laughs> onto your cheeks, up to your eyes? Yes. You shave I- that bit there?
1: I don't grow hair there. <laughs> yeah, not real. This is- he's pointing <laughs> like, to where your eye bags would be
0: if you were tired.
1: Oh, dear. Have
0: I have I opened the-, the door and pulled back the curtain too much, Oliver?
1: I can't wait. So as we go through this, we will be posting some of Tom's nonsense uh, onto polls, onto the gridiron twitter feed so if you go to agrodine on twitter twitter you can vote in the poll how do you remove the hair from your cheeks do you shave or do you pluck tweeze and or wax (laughs) beautiful
0: and we'll leave it there so please join us again next week we'll be here every friday for your listening pleasure or displeasure depending on your bent unfortunately hopefully you are bent towards us ollie that sounded really weird let's call it there he's ollie Connolly. it's goodbye from him goodbye that is goodbye from me have yourselves a wonderful weekend